Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Russ Menelastis. I'm a board-certified sports physical therapist and strength coach who focuses on the golf athlete. This podcast is dedicated towards helping you stay healthy so you can stay on the golf course and not in the clubhouse. Are you someone who's currently dealing with an injury from golf? Are you struggling to hit the ball further and more consistently? Well, on this podcast, we cover all things golf, from fitness, performance, injury recovery, and everything else in between. Our goal is to help you play your best golf yet without limitations. If you want to work directly with us, we are currently running a special on our pain-free golf performance programs. Use the word podcast when inquiring about how we can help. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Russ. Today, we are joined by Pat Little and Judd Simon. They are the founders of Ace Golf. They are also local Rochester products, so we want to be able to kind of support local uh, companies in the area. So, Pat and Judd, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for Let's having me. Be here. So, guys, I, I, you know, listen, I think, you know, being able to kind of support local businesses is, is a huge aspect of what we want to try and do with the podcast and with our business in general. So maybe kind of break it down for us. Give us kind of a background of maybe kind of your, your, your history with golf, your, where you went to school, how you guys kind of came about this idea of Ace Golf, and obviously what it's become today. Yeah, Judd, do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it, Pat. Lead us off. Uh, my name is Pat Little, and I am actually from the Albany area, but I went to school at U of R. And then I, um, I ended up going to Johns Hopkins and got a master's and then went to law school at UB in Buffalo. And I, I live in Brighton uh, here in Rochester with my wife and dog, uh, Rory, who's golf fan, get a kick out of the name, uh, <laughs> named him after Rory McIlroy, my, my favorite golfer. But I've been here back in Rochester after becoming an attorney at, now for about six years or so. And and love being back in the area and so much has changed since I was here in, in undergrad. Sure. It's so cool to be back and it's been so much fun. Um, especially now that we've got aced and can kind of start to try to build the brand around the area with so many good golf courses and sure. especially Rochester, but all around Western New York. And that's kind of how Judd and I met. Uh, he was working at Harvest Hill in Orchard Park and I was in law school at UB and I played there and met Judd and, we were in a league and he ended up subbing and we played together and then we started playing more together and just kind of found a, a friendship over our mutual love of golf. So it was a good start to any friendship is, is starting over golf. No question. That's really awesome. Joe, maybe kind of speak to uh, just kind of the, the back story, like how you guys maybe had the initial conversation about Ace Golf and, you know, what, what made you maybe kind of get to the point where you want to take the plunge and kind of see what this kind of came about. Yeah. So, yeah. So my name is Judd Simon, um, obviously with, with Pat on the Ace Golf Adventure. Went to school at SUNY Cortland, um, got my undergrad in economics and got my master's in sport management. So I've always nice. wanted to work in, in sports and do something sport related. I live in Buffalo, currently East Amherst. If I look out my window, I live on Glen Oak Golf Course. So nice. I am as close to golf as humanly possible. <laughs> um, I'm in real estate development, um, but I do a ton of things. I do some business consulting on the side. Um, I got another tech business I'm working on with a partner of mine. I'm a, I run out of a lake house um, up in Wilson, New York. So I'm just all over the place. I got a lot of things going on. And obviously Ace Golf um, is a huge part of our lives. Like Pat said, we met, of course, at a golf course, fitting, became really good friends. We, uh, he was in my wedding. I was in his wedding. And so we've, we've definitely, uh, have established a great relationship and to now where 
you know, Ace Golf is hopefully where we want it to be to take all over the next uh, couple of years. We started it back early 2020, um, throwing around some ideas, and we've always talked about owning our own golf company. Sure. Um, and we we're sick and tired of paying $50 a dozen to play Pro V1s where they're <laughs> sure. like, you know, why, why are we paying three or four bucks a golf ball when, you know, it, you can get the same type of quality for a lot less. Sure. Um, so that was kind of the, the original idea of, you know, well, let's, let's try something out. And we, uh, we went back and forth, we created the logo that I'm, I think is awesome. I, yeah. I think it is a, a cool spin on golf, but something yeah. that, you know, almost like brand recognition, hopefully that we'll get. So then we started testing golf balls. That was the first step. Uh, we work with a company overseas. Everything's overseas now. Sure. Uh, so he sent us a ton of different types of golf balls. So we tested them at Terry Hills where we play in a league. So we, we settled on three golf balls, gold, platinum, and diamond, and uh, released them and did some clothing. And uh, we got some stuff in the works. So we'll see what happens. That's awesome. You know, listen, and for those uh, that are listening and obviously we'll kind of, we'll promote their social channels, uh, channels in the show notes there, but the logo is sharp. I think it, it, it's, again, from a brand recognition standpoint, it definitely goes a long way in understanding what your guys are trying to do. So, um, you know, I think maybe the, the next question I have for you guys is, you know, with there being so much stuff in the golf market, right? Like we talk about swing aids and equipment and apparel and golf balls, like, what got, what kind of led to the conversation? But hey, like let's let's make this happen. Let's see where this kind of goes. And obviously, you guys have gained some good traction so far. So, you know, what what drew you guys to wanting to create this company? With with again, obviously, there's a lot of competition in the golf space, right? So maybe kind of what led to that decision. And and obviously, it sounds like it's been a really really good decision. But I always like to kind of hear the backstory as to kind of how that kind of came about. I think we have somewhat differing opinions on that, but also they they come from the same you know, goal in, in, in that, like, I, obviously we both have loved golf forever and both my grandfathers, you know, my time when I would get to play growing up, I didn't really play a whole lot. And it would be like that once or twice a year that my grandpa or my uncle would take me out. And it was like some of my favorite memories was going out with like a real treat when I was young to be able to go out with them and play with the older guys and, you know, have a lot of fun. So, you know, stemming from that from when you were young to really not being good enough to ever you know compete and you know actually be a part of the the pro world it was something where I wanted to find a way to be involved in the game and get back to the people that aren't as good as you know the pros so that you know I in law school I created um, uh, the Buffalo Lawyers Golf Network and our goal was to just teach people who didn't know how to play to play golf so that if you went out of the scramble with your work or whatever, that you wouldn't embarrass yourself and you could still have fun. Awesome. Um, so I do stuff like that. And then really, like I said, the goal was to try to bring um, really good, high quality products to people at prices that were more competitive and were more approachable than what's out there. I mean, there are some polos that you buy for $80, you right. know, and right. um, a pullover can be over $120 or right. a box of balls can be 50 bucks. And then it makes it really cost preventative for people to start the game. If you know that you're going to spend, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars when you're first learning to just lose all this stuff <laughs> when you're <laughs> golf balls, it doesn't really entice people to get involved in the game. Um, yeah. So my goal was to try to help people because I love it so much from, you know, my family early on and, and all growing up now that I've actually, you know, started playing a lot more and 
thankfully gotten a little better, but, you know, still never going to be able to compete at the highest levels, but I love it so much that I wanted to be able to bring products to the market that people could afford so we can try to spread the love of golf to some more people. It's awesome. It's a great answer. Basically echo what, what Pat said. Absolutely. We're, we're tired of seeing the 80 to hundred dollar um, shirts. And I mean, when you go into a, a Dix or a golf galaxy or something, and I mean, there's so many different companies and types sure. of shirts and a lot of people play and wear what they think is cool. Right. Sure. I wear Nike shoes and sneakers because I think they're cool. It's, it's a cool brand. Right. Yeah. We want to try to be that that cool brand, but that's not where you have to spend a hundred dollars for a shirt. You know, it's just like Pat said. You know, bringing still good quality products to a price that people can afford, especially in this day and age where you know golf has definitely gotten more popular since COVID hit. Yeah, and uh, but you know, in order to keep playing and to uh, really take golf seriously, you know, obviously you need products, you need golf balls and things. And yeah. so we want to provide a way that people can do that without having to shell out a ton of money. Well, I mean, I think you look at the way golf is too, it's becoming a lot more modern, right? I think fashion is be becoming a big thing in golf too, in terms of clothing and, you know, law, uh, uh, long gone are the days of, let's say, the 1980s where you've got these massively oversized polos and khakis. And and so I think, you know, the golf trends that you're seeing, you know, again, they're becoming very, very popular. And so, you know, to be able to kind of bring a product to the market that isn't overly priced, because I think you guys are right. You look at the golf market, some of these top-end companies, I mean, you, you'd be hard-pressed to find a polo for under $75, $80, right? And so, you know, for a new golfer, like you said, Pat, for a new golfer who's approaching the game because they love it, then it becomes cost preventative to actually invest in the game because now they can't spend the money that they should be spending. One, they've got to spend money on potential clubs, right? You talk about balls, you talk about, uh, you know, green fees, all these different things. And all of a sudden you add all the apparel on top of it and uh, it becomes a little bit more um, of a restriction in terms of what you want to be able to invest your money in with regards to the game. And so, I definitely think you guys are doing it the right way. And I think, you know, ultimately finding ways to kind of look at the market, see where it's at and how can you be competitive in this market and still provide a quality product. That's a, that's a huge thing. And it sounds like you guys have been, uh, you guys are well on your way for sure. Well, I appreciate that. And I know that, you know, speaking to the kind of the changes in the direction of fashion and, and golf, we've tried to create products that fit really well and are high quality so that like when I put on our polo for the first time, actually, you know, the, not the prototypes, not the ones we went through to try to get to our, our final product. When I finally put on that final product that first week when we, when we played at, at Terry Hills in our league and, and we put that on, like the fit was just, it was perfect. Like it was what I had always looked for in, in our polos, the sleeve length, we tried to cut it a little higher than yeah. typical. I hate when, and you as someone who's involved so much in motion and fitness, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, looking at your swing, I don't like having a sleeve around my elbow when right. you're, and I don't like it being so baggy that you're like right. moving around in your shirt and it just right. feels uncomfortable during the swing. So we tried right. to get the fit just right so that the sleeves aren't too baggy. They come up higher than the elbow so yeah. that when you're swinging, you're not losing function for fashion. It's actually helping you uh, throughout your round. Yeah, I mean, I think when you, when you talk about a performance podcast, right, like our goal, like, yes, we talk about a lot of the physical aspects of performance and fitness and things like that. But the apparel and the, the comfort of being in the clothes that you're in when you're playing around a golf, 
you don't want to have anything that's overly restrictive, but you also don't want to have anything be oversized to the point where it's restricting your swing that way too, right? So uh, I definitely think, you know, again, that's why I like I love bringing guys on like you who who are seeing a different aspect of golf from an apparel, from a, a tech side, so that you can bring that to the market and have people feel comfortable and be able to like perform at the best of their ability. That's the, that's the whole point of what we're trying to do here is elevate the game of, of those who want to play the sport. Absolutely. It's so exactly like Pat said. I mean, the first time we got our polos, we said no a bunch of times, you know, sleeve length in, you know, the way that the chest felt in, you know, we went back and forth and, and the products that we sell are the higher end products that our manufacturers sell. So sure. it's not like we're, we're buying their cheapest product and then putting a price on it. We're buying their, their best of the best. Yeah, uh, because we're we're so into that feel and and what you mentioned is the the change in the look of golf where you know it used to be the baggy pants and the baggy shirts and everything's tight fit now. Yeah, and we're actually working on I'll I'll tell you kind of one of the products that we're going to bring to the market uh, next spring is a short sleeve hoodie because people like wearing hoodies and I, I think that's going to be a change in golf because golf's more sure. of a cool sport now, right? Sure. You got the Bryson's and the Brooks Kepkas of the world that yeah. are, are having the cool spin on it. And, and yeah. people are wearing these short sleeve hoodies. And I think you're going to start seeing a lot more of that on the course. Yeah. It's always a point of contention for people like, Hey, do hoods belong on the golf course? Right. We, we see those kind of polls happen all the time on social platforms. And I think a lot of times when you just look at the trends, you know, if, if, uh, a golfer on the tour, whether that's the corn for a tour, whether that's mini tours, whether that's PGA, all starting to start doing it. People will start to train. I mean, you look at Ricky Fowler, right? Like Ricky Fowler was all orange Puma for forever, right? And you look at how many kids got to follow that trend because he was doing it, right? And so I definitely think, you know, being ahead of those trends become important when it comes to trying to bring a market, like bring a product to market like that, like you said, Judd. So maybe this is a good transition, guys. So maybe, you know, for when you're talking about like prototypes and all these different things, like what are you seeing from a golf trend standpoint like what are you seeing that you're maybe that's caught your attention that you maybe want to kind of maybe implement in terms of some of the technology into some of your products what are you seeing from a trend standpoint in the golf market and like how are you trying to integrate that into your products as well yeah so if you look at our products now we're we're black and white right it's it's that sleek clean look and that's what we really worked on at least with our website too is um we like that clean sleek look and we also have that as a way to kind of set a baseline. So when we have new products that introduce colors, that's going to stand out, right? You're going to have a pop of color. Um, And that's where I think the direction of golf is going. You see all these crazy colors and um, shirts that have crazy patterns and all sorts of things on them. That's kind of the direction. And and that's why we thought of the hoodies because it's going to be different than your typical, just black polo, you know, with a logo. You know, sure. obviously we have that and that's always going to be a market for that. But yeah. the, the new market and the new interest is now all these different designs and patterns and things and in different types of clothing on the course. Like I said, if you look back at, at Brooks Kepka, I'll mention him again. He wore and I think he was playing a practice round or something with his buddies and he had a short sleeve hoodie on. Yeah, and it was the first time I saw that. And I was like, you know, that makes sense because that's it's the if Brooks Kepka is going to go out and wear that hundreds of thousands of kids are going to go. Into <laughs> right. Yeah. When, when you look at, especially with technology, it's always changing and all of the same companies are almost putting out the same exact thing. If yeah. you look at the difference between a pro V one, a pro V one X, a TP five, a TP five X, a Chrome soft and a Chrome soft X. It's like, they're all, it, it's all the same. It's just their branding is different and yeah. they all charge you the same prices. 
They put out the same material, the polos that you wear, the pullovers you wear, it's all the same material. They just yeah. change the logo and change the design. But right. they, because they are the top brands and that's what everybody wears, they can charge whatever they want. And yeah. it's frustrating as a consumer when you really like their stuff, but at the same time, do you really want to, does the everyday golfer really want to spend that much? Yeah. yeah, if it makes you look cool. So right. <laughs> the point is we want to try to get the same type of stuff that you know the pros are using, but bring it in a way that you're getting the same technology, you're getting the same you know, design, you're getting the same, you know, cool look, you're getting the same modern sleek fit that, you know, everything's trending towards. And then you're also getting it at a price that it's not going to kill you, you know, at the end of the week, when you play and you lose six balls, when our, when our boxes of balls are, are not $50 a box, it just helps you out to not feel so bad, especially if you don't play well and you lose all those balls, it makes it really difficult to, to have a good time. Uh, unless maybe you have a few drinks, but uh, <laughs> Where, you know, the price does impact, you know, how much you enjoy, whether it's greens fees or how much you paid to wear the clothes you have or the balls that you use. If you lose any of those, it kind of hurts the wallet. So we've tried to come up with, you know, a, a trend in trying to bring prices at, you know, a reasonable price on products that everybody will want to use sure. the same stuff that all the big brands are, are producing, but just our spin on it with with more approachable pricing. Yeah, I think it's funny. If you look at the golf market, right? Like you have the the, the golfer that is, let's say, a, a private club member, but yet you look at some of the apparel they have and it's like from the 1980s, right? And then you have the public course guy who's got every modern thing under the sun, right? So it's funny how you kind of see some of those kind of differenti differentiators when it comes to the golfer. And I think a lot of times, like you said, it's a matter of bringing a product that they find valuable to their game. Right. So whether that's a polo, whether that's a pullover, whether that's a different golf ball, you know, if, if it resonates with what they're trying to do and, and how they're having fun on the course, um, maybe with a couple of drinks here and there, that's that's never a bad thing. Right. It usually allow, it allows a little more fun when you have those things. But I definitely think it allows the opportunity to, again, let's be honest, you know, we're not we're not getting paid to play golf. Right. And so. I think the, the, the thing that we lose sight of a lot as golfers who want to get better is that this is supposed to be fun, right? And so as much as it can be frustrating and, and things like that, I think that at the end of the day, we have to understand that this is a sport that we love to play, that we want to have fun with, and ultimately we want to enjoy it. And we want to enjoy it with the products that we have and the apparel that we wear. Absolutely. Yep. So going back to, so again, I, obviously, you know, Judd, it sounds like you, you guys started with golf balls before you started to kind of bring in some of the, the apparel that you guys are, are kind of uh, on your site now. So maybe again, like golf balls can be an albatross for, for golfers, right? Like it, let's, let, let's all think about it. Like we go into a, a Dick's Sporting Goods, you look at all the golf ball section and there's literally thousands of different balls that you can choose from and you have no idea what to choose. So maybe kind of break it down for our audience, let it, let them know kind of maybe some of the, I know you have three types of golf balls. Maybe let them know kind of which golf ball might be best suited for the player that is either, let's say, high club SP, low club SP. Is that based around that? Like, maybe can I explain that a little bit more to the listener? Yeah. Yeah. So we have three types of golf balls, like you mentioned. Our, our, our lowest, cheapest golf balls are um, our gold golf ball. And that's for the higher handicap players. Um, it's more of a distance ball. So it's, you know, a lower club head speed, somebody that just is looking for distance, doesn't care so much about spin and, yep. and feel around the greens. Um, yeah, a high handicap player. It's frustrating to me when I go out with my buddies and, you know, I got buddies that'll shoot, you know, 
par. And then I have buddies that'll shoot like a hundred. Right. Um, and I see the guy shooting a hundred and they're playing pro V1. <laughs> so why are you playing that? You know, because they think that they need the, the top ball on the, on the market because that's going to help them um, sure. most. Yeah. And they're not getting any, any better by playing pro V1s because pro V1s aren't made for them. Sure. Um, we get asked all the time. I'm sure Pat does too is, so what different differentiator is your ball compared to like a pro V1? And I always say it, it's not that much different. You know, we, we still are a four piece where diamond is our top ball, four piece um, urethane cover ball, and it plays like a pro V1. I'm not going to sit there and tell them that it's better than a pro V1 because sure. obviously Douglas has millions of dollars of research and development and testing and everything, but it plays very, you know, similar. Yeah. And would you rather save 15 bucks on a dozen of balls and, and play something that's that's similar that, you know, will get you pretty much the same results. And I always had that conversation saying, unless you're a top pro player, why do, why do you need to play a pro V1? I mean, you just don't. Yeah. Um, so we have, obviously, the diamonds, the four-piece, your yeah. thing, plays like a pro V1X. The three-piece is our, um, our platinum ball that plays like a regular pro V1. So yes. those are more for, for the better golfers, a little bit more feel around the greens, higher spin rates. But we always say on, on our website, if, if somebody has any questions about what one they think would be perfect for their game, send us a message and we'll, we'll definitely point you in the right direction. Awesome. Yeah. Like, like you said, I think in you know, the high handicap golfer that's maybe shooting, you know, 100, 110, but is using a Pro V, Pro V1 X, whatever that looks like. It's just, um, you kind of scratch your head sometimes, right? Like, Hey, let's yeah. maybe kind of focus some on, on some other things that we can do to improve your game as opposed to spending maybe 50, 60 bucks on a dozen balls that you're going to lose probably within the next two, three rounds. Right. So um, again, that's right. the frustrating, and, frustrating piece of frustrating conversation to have with people sometimes. And I tell them, I'm like the amount of money you'll save in one season by not playing pro V's, you could take that money and buy a new set of wedges that'll hurt right. so much more than what you're, you know, you're spending on a, a pro V. <laughs> it's well said. So true. You know, one of the things too, though, is, is the beauty with, with our, our line of balls is that, you know, if somebody does want to try to get better and they're kind of in that transition period where, you know, they have gone from not being able to really get under a hundred and have been using gold balls and our, our gold line of balls. And, and then that way they haven't been losing the crazy expensive ones while they're learning as they start to transition out, even if they're not ready for a pro V one or a pro V one X, you can start to use our ball rather than a pro V one, you can start to use the high quality tour ball without the fear that, Oh man, if I lose five of these today, you know, it's just going to be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you start to, you know, really question whether you should use them or not. And some people still buy them because they want to be using the best. They're in the process of getting better. They want to, you know, take their game to the next level. And, and luckily with our, with our lines of balls, you know, you can kind of progress as you get better and you're still not spending $50 on a box of balls when you want to try to use the, the better, you know, quality balls that have, you know, more targeting towards people with higher swing speeds and more control. It, it's okay to use the yeah. balls that better quality when you're not going to, you know, be spending the $50 on, on the box of balls. You know, and I think too, the, when, we, when we talk about golf balls, I think people just, they have a tendency to kind of choose whatever. Right. And I think that the problem with that is they really don't have an understanding of, 
how well a golf ball should feel, what it should feel like, especially for, let's say, the new golfer or stuff like that. They're just focused on trying to hit the ball straight, right? So a lot of times when you kind of just focus on that and having that in mind, you don't need a top-end golf ball to do that, right? Like if you want to hit the ball, golf ball straight, pretty sure any golf ball if you, if you use is going to do that if you hit it well, right? So um, I think it's just a conversation that needs to be had with a lot of recreational golfers, golfers that are relatively new to the game. Yeah, like it sounds awesome. Again, it's a, it's a marketing and a branding thing, right? Like Pro V1s, they've done such an amazing job of, of, you know, let's say cornering the market and showing people that Pro V1s are the golf ball to play. There's no question about that, right? And again, it's a marketing thing more than anything else. But like you said, there are a lot of golf balls on the market that are very, very comparable to that and at a very, very different price point. And so when, when you talk about that and also like, like Judd mentioned, if that saves you money, you can get wedges that can help you feel the golf ball better around the greens and give you a better understanding of the game, man, that's a no brainer, at least to me, at least. Not right. only that, but that money you could use towards a strength and conditioning coach. There you go. <laughs> well done, Pat. Well done. Motion. Because in the end, that's all that matters. I mean, if you can master that and use your money for that, or I, I would recommend that to any you know new golfer or even old golfer right. is to, to master your swing as much as possible, especially around Rochester in the winter. Yeah. I mean, something like you is is going to help them. That money spent will help them way more than buying new balls will in the spring. Yeah. Um, it, if you are able to get your swing down and then go and buy our balls later, that's that's the best way to do it. And, and I'll add to that too. It's, you know, be, I, I feel like before Tiger Woods, you know, working out in strength and conditioning wasn't a thing right in golf. Okay. Now every top player has strength and conditioning coaches. Okay. Um, you hear about guys that go and do workouts before the round, yep. before like a major. Yeah, um, that, that tells you how important it is. And sure. even for uh, I think like just Pat mentioned is just the older golfers and you start to lose that that rotation. And that's where you lose your distance. Right. Yeah. But if you yeah. focus on your, your fitness and your conditioning, I mean, you could play golf a lot better for a lot longer. And you guys can come back on the podcast anytime. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's transition to our. Uh, Let's transition to our what's in the bag section. So we want to kind of hear a little bit more about your personal game. So maybe kind of tell the listeners about what you got in your bag, what you guys are swinging, and then kind of we'll go from there. Jed is so excited about this part. So I'll let him start. He loves his club so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a couple of years ago, I've been, I was playing the same set of clubs I got when I was a freshman in high school. I, I got the Nike Slingshot Irons. Oh, wow. When they first, first came out and I loved them. Played them forever but it was finally time for me to get fitted. So I went and got fitted. I wanted something, basically a blade. So I went and got fitted in uh, for the P790s. Nice. The 790s, love them, man. I I added 20 yards to all my irons and they, the feel is just amazing. And if you hit it, you know, on the sweet spot, it, it's yeah. great. Um, yeah. And then I got for driver, I'm, I'm the Sim Max. Um, nice. I got a three hybrid. I play tailor-made wedges, and I play our prototype putter. Whoa! They brought Ace that golf. out. Ace golf putter. So. Whoa. Talk about what's in the pipeline. I guess that's what's yeah, in the pipeline. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's coming <laughs> soon. So Pat might be playing the same one as I, as I play, so. 
yeah. So in in my bag, I, I do play the same putter, um, and I actually did great with it this past summer. I was so happy with it. I'm so glad. Best putting I've ever seen. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say that my putting has just been terrible for years. It's just that it got better this summer. But but I I do I, I made a lot of put, a lot more putts this. Whether it was because I was excited about being able to use a club that we designed and we. We're just really happy with it, that maybe that confidence came with it and, and it wasn't the club, but I'd like to think it was the club. Um, but I, I played in four irons, so I'm updated on my on my irons now. I don't have the fancy new ones. I play an M3 tailor-made driver, um, but I do has have the SM7 and SM8 wedges. Yeah. Um, so I, I do have those and I have the clubs that I use the most are I have a Sim Max rescue hybrid that I <laughs> pretty much on on every shot and some of the people that will watch this later will be so mad at me because on some part threes I use it so I have an m3 um hybrid three hybrid as well and okay. there'll be times where there'll be a, a shot that'll require like 130 yards and I'll use that there'll be a shot 240 out and I'll use that same club or it'll be like one 60 and i'll be like yep time to use the hybrid and oh, they give me a good. for that instead of just using a normal iron but i mean it goes back to and they, they will make fun of me for this but it goes back for you know years ago i was in a bad accident and i i've had issues where i kind of feel older <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I, I can't swing as hard as right. i used to. and i've built that back and I'm starting to get stronger and everything, but losing that movement and having pain when you swing is, is difficult to deal yeah. with. And I can't hit my five iron, like 200 plus, like I used to probably go like 160 or something, you know? So it, it's learning your distances is important and, and yeah. trying to find what club works for you. I'm sure you'd tell anybody that you work with is trying to find what you can do pain-free and, and help yeah. increase ranges of motion to make it more enjoyable. Um, it goes a long way. And so as much as they will give me so much grief when we're playing, when I bust out that hybrid, it's kind of fun to try it out on new shots and see what <laughs> uh, on any kind of distance. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, listen, if I, if I look at your stock yardage, Pat, it might be all over the map then with regards to your clubs. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. You know, when we're sitting on a par three and we all have like eight irons and Pat brings out his hybrid. Like, right, here we go. <laughs> when they see me choke up on the grip and they're, they're like, okay, it's time for a punch hybrid. Like, you're 120 yards out. Why are you doing But that? I, I have seen Pat hit it, hit that club 245 and stick it in two on a par five. So it the, the range is insane. The versatility is pretty impressive there, Pat. It sounds like. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's track, uh, Let's transition to our shotgun round. So this is the lightning round. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll ask a question. You can just kind of just reel off an answer. If you want to elaborate, you can elaborate, but we'll, we'll kind of go through that round and then we'll kind of finish up with some final thoughts. Perfect. Sound good? All right. So how about favorite golfer for you guys? For me, it's definitely Rory McIlroy. I studied abroad in Ireland and had a, a lot of fun over there when he was just coming up. And uh, as you heard earlier, even named my dog Rory. After right. him. So, uh, so definitely Rory McIlroy for me. Uh, for me, it's, it's Brooks Koepka. Um, the guy is just, you can't get in his head. He is one of the most mentally tough players I think we've ever seen since Tiger Woods. Um, and I, I would put him in the top three in terms of major championship players, him with Tiger and Jack. He just yeah. is un, unreal. Yeah. He, he just doesn't get phased. 
Absolutely. His mental fortitude and toughness in big pressure moments is unmatched at this point in time, right? He always kind of comes to play when it comes to majors. So, uh, yeah, it's well said for sure. All right, yeah, even though I know the answer to this, even though you're going to say it's golf, uh, do you have a favorite golf brand for you guys? <laughs> Other than Ace Golf, I, I typically wear Nike stuff or Under Armour. But that's kind of how we tried to model, you know, the fit and look is similar to that because they've adopted what I feel. I mean, for all of our stuff, for all yeah. of these things we've produced, it's what we like. You know, we yeah. tried to make it that we like and that our friends like um, to try to mirror our top brands. And those are two that I, I typically wear. Yeah, same for me, obviously, Ace products that we wear all the time. And I've always worn Nike as well, back to when I had the Nike slingshots when Nike was making clubs. So a huge Nike fan. So those would be Ace and, and, uh, and Nike, for sure. You know, it's funny on brand loyalty, right? Like, so um, prior to uh, 2012, um, I was a big Nike guy, big Tiger Woods guy, right? Victory Red, everything. And so uh, just from my career, uh, I was the uh, physical therapist for Under Armour Corporate in 2012, 2013. And it's funny how brand loyalty changes fast, right? Especially when, like, when you go on campus, you know you can't wear anything else other than Under Armour, right? And so uh, we've been fortunate enough to uh, partner with Under Armour since then and do some consult work with them with all the time. So all of our products are all Under Armour-based type products. Um, and so it's just funny how brand loyalty goes a long way, right? If you gravitate towards something and all of a sudden now, like, the fit, the feel, the look is what you're looking for, Man, it's hard to, it's, you'd be hard pressed to find me wear something other than that. I think 99.9% .9 of our apparel outside of jeans is probably Under Armour at this point in time, right? So, yeah, but I think that's what you guys are trying to build, right? You're trying to build a brand that people will gravitate towards. We'll be like, hey, I know I can always kind of turn to Ace with, with the products that they have because they're the high quality products. And I think that's what you're trying to build. And that's, that's, that's encouraging, but also too, as a, as a local product for those here in the Western New York area or even beyond, like, it's just, it's nice to be able to kind of see that, that exposure kind of coming for you guys. Yeah. We appreciate any help we can get in spreading the, the love for Ace Golf. So we appreciate you guys a lot. For sure. Yeah. Oh, how about a favorite golf course you guys have played? For me, it, number one is Terry Hills and everybody. <laughs> laugh at that but but judd and i and we have other friends too uh we have friends from buffalo and from rochester so you know judd's in buffalo i'm in rochester we meet halfway uh once a week in terry hills and, and play in the league if if it were just a little closer i'd probably play there every day if i if i could i think the course is uh the course is fun it's um it's a laid-back atmosphere yes. the greens are always beautiful and they take really good care of the course just like if it were a private course right but just more approachable and and its cost you know is paralleled it's not paralleled you know it's unparalleled where you can play a, a good course for less and so for me it, it's terry hills and tavia but other than that in rochester there's so many good courses too like ravenwood is is great and yeah. um you know, we play over at um, Blue Heron Hills. We had played over there and Greystone. And uh, you know, there's so many places. Eagle Vale uh, is really close as well. That, you know, there are so many places around Western New York to play that it's it's really great. We're very fortunate. Very fortunate. No question about it. How about you, Judd? I'll give you, a, I'll give you three, each in different regions. So number one, obviously Terry Hills. I got to give a shout out to Terry Hills. Um, my favorite part of that is the three nines. So when we play in the league, we rotate every nine. So every week I have to ask Pat where we're going because I get too lost. When <laughs> um, in Buffalo, uh, I'll give a shout out to Glen Oak. 
I think uh, it's it's home for the Western New York PGA. Yep. Um, so they do a lot of um, charity work and things, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, great course. It, it's a lot of fun. It's challenging. Um, so I'll give a shout out to Glen Oak. And I think my overall favorite course in Syracuse, where I'm originally from, is uh, Timber Banks. Oh, yeah. Like Timber Banks, uh, Jack, Jack Nicholas course in Bowensville. Yep. Uh, if you want to have your game tested, that's the course. That's the course. Like. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm the strength and conditioning coach for Nazareth golf teams. And so their Empire A tournaments at Timber Banks. And uh, it's always a challenging course, especially when you play in the fall, like it, the, the weather makes it a massive difference. So uh, it's a beautiful course. Absolutely beautiful yep. course. It's a, it, it's, a, it's a course that I think a lot of people just don't know of for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. All right. So let's do this. Uh, if you had to play around with only one club, I might know what Pat would say. What would it be? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent for me. It's, it's my hybrid. And so the fun part about Terry Hills in past years, we've had it. So you could only have in our last week, like once the whole season was over and we've determined who the winner is, we had like a fun week where you'd only be able to use three clubs, including your putter. So we've actually, I've been able to test that out. And I only use my hybrid basically and a wedge and, and a putter. It is very difficult. Uh, I will but um, at the same time, it's one where, um, oh, I might've cut out here. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Sorry about that. But yeah, for me, it's 100% the hybrid. I have developed, unfortunately, quite the versatility with that club and like to use it at many different distances. So I even have tried to use it to chip around the green sometimes if I've got <laughs> stuff in the way. It's just, it's very unfortunate that I've developed this habit, but I do enjoy it. It makes well, least, it more uh, fun. At least you got the confidence in it, Pat. That's the important part. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a professional league where you can only use one club, Pat would be a pro for sure. <laughs> that club would be fine. For me, I would probably say my seven iron because I, I can hit it 200 yards or you can choke, choke up on it and hit it, you know, a lot less. And uh, yeah. there have been rounds at Terry Hills in the league because Terry Hills is a pretty short course. Sure, yeah. I've, I haven't even hit driver some of the, the nights. I'll just hit irons off the tee and be fine. Yeah. And then I'll iron down the middle and you still have a buck 50 in. So I would probably say the seven. Okay. Let's do this. Let's create the best golfer. All right. So maybe take your opinion on like who's best off the tee, who would you want for iron play, and who would you want for short games? So maybe kind of create your best golfer. For me, I think driving wise, uh, per uh, amount of body weight and height, Rory McIlroy, it gives us little guys a little bit of hope. Sure. I mean, the same height and size as I am. And when you look at it, he just hits the ball so far and with such control uh, off his drives. I mean, Bryson uh, DeChambeau and Brooks obviously crush the ball. And there yeah. are some, you know tons of people who hit the ball far. But when you're the size of Rory McIlroy and you're still doing it and hitting it consistently, I'd give him the drive over those guys. Nice. For driving – I'll, yeah. I'll say uh, Kalamurakawa. He just consistent. He's got the distance, but what you want out the the tee shots is the consistency, right? You want to be in the fairway. Um, so he he's over the last couple of years has really come on, and he is just a stud. Um, so I, I definitely go with him off the tee. Or how about iron play? For me, that's Kalamurakawa right now. His irons are so consistent. Yeah. It's a so pure and just rarely i mean he does obviously everybody messes up but sure. for the most part he's just so consistent and uh you know i think judd and i both agree on on wedges uh, that phil mickelson obviously is is the go-to guy for 
for shorter distances, chips and, and all the fun stuff that he does on, on his YouTube, sure, right. <laughs> all the trick shots he does. He's clearly for us, you know, the number one guy in wedges. And I, I think we probably agree on, on putting with tiger and uh, Judd may think otherwise, but I, I think tiger is, is the man for putting, especially when you consider in competition, just his competitiveness and his mental strength, you know, in the, the clutch moments to come up with the putts that he has over the years, it's just been unmatched. Yeah, I would agree on Tiger with, with putting there. I mean, putting is so mental and he is just, he's the best of the best. I would agree on Phil with wedges. I'd give uh, Justin Thomas a shout out in wedges too. And his, his bunker play is unreal. Yeah. Um, but for iron play, I have to go with Brooks. I mean, the guy, I, Pat and I went to the PGA. I saw him hit like a seven iron out of the rough from like 230 and stick it like 10 feet from the hole. I mean, he's just, the dude is unreal. Um, so I would say for sure um, him hitting the irons. Yeah, I don't think there's any wrong answer here, guys. I mean, I think a lot of it's just based yeah. on personal preference there. Um, those are all great, great uh, opinions there. There's no question about that. Um, okay, let's do this. How about um, someone you'd recommend we reach out to be a guest on the show? It's so tough because so many people that we would want to do it that we would think would be neat, you know, they aren't as, you know, going to be able to come on the show. They're the people that, you know, we'd want you to, to have. We have so many ideas and, and they'd try to charge you or something crazy. It's like, <laughs> not fair, but. But I, I actually would recommend reaching out to the guys at Terry Hills. They're such good people over there. I think they would be a, a really neat people. You know, you'd really get a good interview. Oh, cool. With that. That's a good, good, good recommendation. So. I'm going to go a little different. Um, probably somebody that you could probably get on the show. Um, Eric Wood from the Bills. Yeah. Um, I actually sent him some of our golf balls, and he's, uh, he's going to try them out. He's a huge golfer. Yeah, he's uh, a good golfer. Played, yep, and played a ton of – different courses he, he told me he was a a member at wanaka and okay. played Hill a bunch so he uh he's got our product so we'll see what he likes about awesome it. I, I would say yeah um he, he'd be good and he's got a great podcast too yeah um kind of what's next he, he interviews a ton of different nfl xl players and people in strength and conditioning and sure. people businesses so he's he's pretty good oh, that's cool yeah i'll have to reach out to him and see what see what's going on there Okay, so let's let's have some let's finish up with some final thoughts. Maybe kind of let, let the listeners know. Obviously, you kind of revealed there that you guys got a, a putter in, in the works there, but what, maybe we'll kind of let us know, let the listeners know what else you got kind of going in the pipeline. I know you mentioned a polo with the hood, right? Now you've got the, the putter as well. So you've got kind of sprinkled some different things in during the podcast. What else do you guys have down the pipeline? The big one, uh, big two that we're working on that we have the prototypes of that we're about to put into production. We confirmed that the fit was good. Um, my wife has been a, a test product quite often on stuff regarding women's products that we're trying to develop. And I, I think, you know, I do know a lot of um, women golfers and they've found that the products that are offered just either aren't stylish, they don't fit well, yeah. you know, are only the same companies putting out the same stuff and they get frustrated. Either it doesn't fit well or it's too expensive or whatever. There's so many combinations of reasons why they don't like what's out there. So we're going to do um, a crop top sweatshirt uh, just to have, you know, yeah. comfortably around the house or, you know, if you go out to play and are warming up and you just want to throw something on in the in the cooler months to have um, to throw that on while you're warming up, that kind of thing. And then we have a, a golf dress that we're going to be 
producing. And nice. so we want to try to produce more things for women that um, will help it to be more accessible and they'll be able to find something that fits well and won't be too expensive, just like, you know, the rest of our, our stuff that we're, we're promoting right now. It's awesome. Yeah. And uh, to go and piggyback off that, <clears throat> obviously women's apparel, like that said is huge. We're obviously I showed you the um, putter that we've uh, that we've been testing and, and working on. So we should see that in 2022. And then a couple other things. We got a golf bag uh, that's in some testing phasing uh, phases right now. So, uh, yeah, you'll see some different things from us. And um, obviously still consistent with with golf and um, whether that's, you know, accessories or apparel or, or even another line of golf balls. Who knows? Sure. Oh, that's exciting, guys. I mean, I think, you know, the – the time and invested time to kind of go through these different prototypes and make sure it's the right fit. And once you bring it to market, hopefully it's well received. Like it's gotta be an exciting time. It's gotta be a fun thing to do. So you can kind of test, retest, and then get an idea as to, Hey, what is the market like? Is this the right fit? Is this, is, should we release this or should we not? I think that's the beauty of, of doing the stuff that you guys are doing. It was one of the coolest things this past summer when we're playing in the league and like a good shot, and then the people that we were playing against, they, they see the logo on the ball and they go, Hey, what, what are you playing? And I say, Oh, well, that's our ball. That's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. All that we created, you know, and it, that's an ace golf ball. And, and it, it's just kind of cool just to be able to say, Hey, that's our stuff. We, we designed that. And it's right here in Rochester, right here in Western New York. And it's something that we're proud of. And we hope that, you know, Western New York will be proud of us too. That's yeah, awesome. And, uh, and it's it's not like we're sitting here and ordering this, these products out of a catalog, right? It's right, a, right. Back and forth process. It's them sending us a bunch of stuff. We test it. We look at it. We give them suggestions. They go back, fix it, change it, send it back to us. So it's, I mean, Pat, it's got to be three, four, five times more with the golf balls. But it's a back and forth and takes a while. Like you said, it's, it's not easy just to, hey, we're just going to release this new line and we're just going to have them. You know, whatever they decide to send us, we're just going to put our, our logo on it and, and ship them. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. And we want to make sure that the products are the best they can be. That's awesome, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for you guys. I think you guys are, are doing it uh, the right way. And especially the fact it's a Western New York kind of uh, born company. And we want to try and support as, as, as much of the local people as we can. So for those who maybe want to learn more about you, maybe your, your brand or anything else that you guys are kind of putting out, you know, what, what's the best way for them to, to reach out? You can go to uh, www.acegolf.com, talk to us on Facebook. We're on, on there as well, as well as Instagram, or just shoot us an email. Uh, my email is plittle at acegolf.com, and Judd's is judd at acegolf.com. Yeah, guys, this was this was a great podcast. I think, you know, I think a lot of the, the new golfers of the world or those who are maybe just starting out to play, I think they would be... Um, this would be well received by them, right? I think a lot of times, even those who've been experienced and been playing golf for a very long time, I just think having more options it allows people, golfers alike, to be able to then choose what makes the most sense for them. And, and I think that's a, a key part. It's, it sounds like what, that's what you guys are trying to do. And uh, we're excited to kind of see this stuff continue to kind of come out. Well, we appreciate awesome. your help. Great having a chance to talk with you. We appreciate you having us on and and everything it's any chance we get it's just invaluable to us to try to spread the brand and it's just fun meeting new people that love right. the game so it was great meeting you and we appreciate it yeah so what we'll have to do is uh, maybe we'll have to get out and play terry hills when it gets a little bit warmer out there i haven't played terry hills in a very long time but maybe we'll have to get out there once it gets a little bit warmer here 
Absolutely. I'm in. Yeah. We'll have, have a box of ace balls waiting for you. Oh, that's yes. perfect. There you go. Yeah, then, then we want your feedback on them. So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, again, I think Pat and I were kind of talked about it. We'll, we'll maybe have to do a little bit of ball testing once, you get a little bit, once the weather gets a little bit warmer. That's for sure. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us on the Pain-Free Golf Performance Podcast. Uh, audience, thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks, thanks so much.